name is not Dr. Google. I'm Dr. V. I want you to be healthy and happy, so we're going to talk about all the things I can't fit into a 15-minute appointment. Let's get started. Step into my office. Hey, this is Dr. V. I am so excited to start this podcast, and the name of this episode is Meet Dr. V. I have wanted to do an educational resource for my patients specifically for about three to four years. I have several reasons on why, and I'll get to that later, but this has been a project long in the making, and I'm so excited to be here with you, and I hope that you'll continue to listen and we can connect and continue to get healthy and well together. I wasn't quite sure what I should share. And I'm trying to keep these to about 15 minutes. And my husband said, well, you know, make it like a job interview. When you do a job interview, you kind of lay everything out on the line. And so I said, you know, you don't know me and I don't know you. And so you're probably asking, why should I listen to you? Who are you? Who is Dr. V? So the short answer is, is my heart is called to get people happy and healthy. That's my area of expertise. And in my work on a daily basis, I see people, not to kind of use the pun, but they're not living their best lives. And I feel like I can help them do that. So number one, my heart is for you. That's why I'm making this podcast. Number two is probably, I don't know, the credentials part. I will share with you that I am a graduate of Hampton University, HU. Um, I got my degree in biology there. I then took a year off intentionally. Um, Now they call it a gap year. But in 1997, my whole family was worried I wasn't going to do anything with my life. Well, they weren't saying that. They knew I wanted to be a doctor. They were like, you need to go to medical school. But I knew I needed to take some time off and kind of expand my horizons. And I spent a year in a program called Public Allies, and it's an AmeriCorps program. And it basically has an emphasis on the nonprofit world and, and giving back. And that, number one, it gave me some real life work experience. But also, too, it kind of helped me identify where I could play a role and where the needs are. And so after that year, I went to medical school at East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina, graduated in four years. Then I went on to Tulane University in New Orleans, and that's where I did my OBGYN residency. My last year, Hurricane Katrina hit, so that's a whole nother show. But I learned a lot, and you know we're taping this in the time of COVID, and New Orleans has been a hot spot. But it's also been a hot spot for quite some time as far as the healthcare uh, industry. And so I learned a whole lot about OBGYN. I felt like I got a great training, and I picked up my husband in New Orleans. So good things came out of that. All right, so that's the the long and short of it. People always ask me, why did you want to be an OBGYN? And they have said in no uncertain terms, why do you want to look at vaginas all day? And to me, I think it's way more than looking at vaginas. And by the way, you don't look at the vagina per se, it's the vulva. But keep listening to my podcast and and we'll go over all of that. I will tell you very early, I kind of got introduced into kind of what the female body can do. My mom was a pediatric nurse and she had, I don't know why she had them, but she had these four books under her nightstand and it was under a tablecloth. And these books were kind of hidden. I guess she was waiting for me to go through puberty. And I've always been a big reader. So 
I found these books and it was almost like I was looking at porn because I would sneak and read these these books. And it was basically talking about, you know, the menstrual cycle and ovulating and what happens when puberty comes on. It was kind of one of those books, nothing dirty. It was just laying out the facts of how our bodies work. One book talked about what happens when egg and sperm get together and how humans are developed. And that blew my mind. I could not believe that from something that you can't even see comes a human being. And if you've ever seen it, it's ultimately fascinating. God is amazing. He has created something that can't be reproduced. So I have always kind of had a fascination with the human body. It's really interesting that our bodies do these miraculous things every day of every month and there's no input from us. Like it just does it. And then when we get pregnant, we're really just an incubator. But the process goes on independent of us. And sometimes if you don't know the process, for lack of a better word, you can mess it up. Or, you know, sometimes just knowing what's going on is helpful and helps kind of relieve the anxiety of the process. I will tell you, I had a really funny story uh, when I was in in undergrad at Hampton. And one of my friends in my dorm freshman year, she was an athlete and she needed to wear a tampon. So for her sport, she couldn't have a pad on and that's all she had ever worn. And so (laughs) she's in the stall in, you know, this is back in the day where you had a dorm, a hall, and everybody shared the bathroom and they're like three or four bathroom stalls. And so she's having a conniption trying to figure out how to put this tampon in. And I'm on the other side in the other stall trying to guide her through it. Part of it is that you have to understand that your vagina is not vertical. Well, first of all, number one, the tampon is going in the vagina, but the vagina is not vertical and it actually almost at a 45 degree angle. And so I knew then in, in the stall that, hey, there's a really great need for women to know about their bodies. And I was really the only one who was trying to talk her through this. And so I'm like, I've got a comfort level with this. And uh, I don't know if she's still wearing tampons to this day, but that solidified that I was gonna be an OBGYN. When I came out in private practice, I started to see people were coming to me for their pap smears and their breast exams. And sometimes, you know, that was kind of in and out, but there were other health issues that made them unhealthy. And, you know, in the field of OBGYN, you know, we're considered specialists. We're not, uh, well, especially when I came out, it wasn't like there was a big emphasis uh, on us being the primary care provider. And so I found myself, though, having difficulty kind of overlooking the other medical issues that impacted their life, both physically and mentally. Mentally, that's huge. Especially in the age of Dr. Google, I found that people were kind of trying to figure things out on their own and, and they weren't asking for help. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it would help. But a lot of times, you know, they did need help. They did need a little guidance so that their problems did not get worse. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, as the years have gone on, health care has not always been affordable. And so some women just couldn't afford to come in for help. And, you know, others, they just lack the knowledge to know that maybe they did need help. So this continued to, I don't want to say bother me, but I just felt like that I needed to do more than just, you know, a pap smear and a breast exam. I have come to learn more about nutrition, about chronic diseases. 
So in my effort to try to address all of these issues in one visit, I found myself taking a lot of time. Now, I don't know if you guys know, and this is a little secret of the industry, you know, it's not like if you have a 30-minute visit that you're scheduled from 9 to 9.30 and then the next patient's scheduled from 9.30 to 10. I might have two patients at 9 o'clock. Um, one is supposed to be really quick while the nurse is working the other patient up. I'm supposed to see one and then go straight to the other. Well, I'm the kind of doctor that if I've been taking care of you a while or if you're new to me, I want to get to know you. And so I walk in and I'm like, hey, how you doing? How your mama doing? And, you know, going through the whole thing. And that in itself probably takes three minutes. Then we have to do the exam. We have to get into the problem. And then we have to go through, you know, dispelling sometimes, you know, the fears of my patients to say, hey, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, you are not going to die of HPV. HPV is human papillomavirus. That's not going to happen to you. And so... In doing so, trying to meet the needs of my patients, um, and let me just say, I will say my patients do feel listened to because I do take the time to do that, but it does take time. And so in trying to, you know, shorten my wait times and to find a way to educate them and do it in a concise manner so that I felt like they've gotten what they've needed and they felt like they've gotten what they've needed. This is where this educational podcast has come up. I will just give you some examples of things that I'm just like, I just need to tell the whole world so that, you know, you kind of know what's going on. One of the main concerns or problems that I see patients coming in with is cervical mucus. Now, that's going to be my first like real health episode. But everybody knows about the cervix. Well, they know about the cervix because they know when you're in labor, it dilates three, four, five, ten 10 centimeters. But when you're not pregnant, it creates this mucus once a month around the same time. And so I'll have women come in and I mean, they're paying what, $30 copay for me to tell them, hey, it's cervical mucus. And I'll say this, I'll speak for myself. I didn't really get a lot of information in school about, you know, the intricacies of the female anatomy. So this person has just paid $30 for me to tell them something that, you know, is in a book somewhere. And, you know, I don't want to eat into my profits. The Lord can bless me in other ways. But that's one of the things I feel like women should know. The other condition that has prompted me to start this podcast is heavy periods. Women in general, we will put up with a whole lot, a whole lot. Um, we will take on the world. And when it comes to periods, you know, you really don't know about other people's periods. It's not something we sit around and talk about. But you've got the information maybe of your mother, maybe of your sisters. And if they had heavy, painful periods, you have heavy, painful periods. And that's just what you think is the norm. So guess what? I've had several situations where patients, their lives are severely impacted and they just continue to deal with it. That's not something that I think they should choose to do. Now, if that's what they want to do after finding out what's going on, that's on them. But I feel like I've been empowered to educate and to help figure out how we can live a better life, a pain-free life and a happy life. So those are just a few examples of why I'm motivated to talk with women, with my patients, um, with anyone who is seeking educational information. And let's, let's just be clear, this is just general education. This does not replace the care of your doctor because you may have some specific medical issues 
that might change what I'm saying. So there is a disclaimer at the end of this podcast, and please listen to it. So, you know, in medicine, you know, when you're applying for medical school, they say, why do you want to be a doctor? And everybody says, I want to help people. Another common answer is you want to be a lifelong learner. And as I have grown in my knowledge of how our body works and how to optimize our health, I have come across something called lifestyle medicine. I mean, it's actually now a branch of medicine. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to be a lifestyle medicine practitioner, but what I am interested in is those lifestyle changes that can make a difference in our health. We know that 80% of chronic conditions can be prevented with lifestyle and diet. Previously, I was talking about heavy periods. Losing 10% of your body weights can lighten your cycles in general. Now, there might be other reasons why your periods are heavy, but it's definitely not going to hurt. Obesity decreases your fertility. It's harder to get pregnant if you're overweight. So, you know, learning, you know, that it really is important to move, to eat the right things. One thing I've come across in nutrition is that, you know, everybody talks about mammogram, mammogram, mammogram to prevent breast cancer. Do yourself breast exams. Alcohol can increase your risk of breast cancer. And that's really not something that is shared. You know, the foods that we're eating, I knew I was on the right path. When one of my friends got breast cancer and she chose not to use traditional medicine, um, but she had a very obvious breast cancer that was growing and finally convinced her to go to a cancer center here locally. And the first, well, I won't say the first thing, but when she came home, she had all of this information about the benefits of a plant-based diet, a whole foods plant-based diet. And I'm sitting here thinking, now, if they know that this can kind of, you know, our, what we eat can feed cancer, then why are we waiting until people get cancer to tell them about this? Really, there are things that we are eating that are detrimental to our health. And, you know, when I first started the pot, when I first had the idea, it was kind of like, okay, let me get some type of pamphlet or, you know, video pamphlet or audio pamphlet to share with my patient. But it's now grown into we need to know what foods are dangerous. We need to know the benefits of a whole food plant based diet. Um, Not that everybody's going to quit eating meat, but kind of, you know, giving you the knowledge base to say, hey, let me just look into this and make some small changes. So this is medical knowledge that's out there. It's not something we're taught in medical school. And, you know, for full disclosure, I graduated from medical school in 2002. And uh, a nutrition course was an elective that you took your fourth year. And now we're starting to see the benefits of teaching medical students. So just like we're learning what medications can treat hypertension, they're also learning what lifestyle changes that they can teach patients about to help hypertension. That's just one example. And, you know, as we go along in the series and the seasons of the podcast, I'll get into more of this, but I've come to know that, you know, I call it the pillars of health. And the pillars of health are good nutrition, which is a whole food plant-based diet, exercise, sleep is huge, y'all. 
Sleep is huge. And another thing, and we're learning this through the coronavirus, is connection. Actually being connected um, and feeling like you have a tribe and you're supported actually contributes to your health. We know stress has been detrimental, um, but, you know, being proactive and being positive, emphasizing the connections in your life is also something that helps your health. I will say... Connection is very important. I'm from High Point, North Carolina, and it's a small town. When I graduated high school, said I'm leaving, I'm never coming back. And after I had a family, that all changed. And I'm back now and very happy to be back. I'm a wife. I've got two children. And for my family, my parents, my brother and his children, for us all to be together makes all the difference. It really enriches my life. Not to mention, life is crazy. You know, I'm an OBGYN. I do take call during the week, overnight. Sometimes I get up in the morning two and three o'clock in the morning and go to work the next day. It takes a village and I can't imagine living somewhere. And, you know, I'll just speak for myself. This is my truth. I could see living somewhere, making a whole lot of money and having nannies to help raise my children. And that's kind of not what my husband and I have wanted. And shout out to my husband. He's amazing. He supported me in all of my endeavors. And he takes on a very active role with our family, our children, which is, you know, he, he's very strong in his manhood, but, you know, it's not something that's always accepted. You know, the woman's supposed to be at home cooking and cleaning and, you know, the man's out working. And I just thank him for supporting the calling that I have and helping me do what I feel is, is what I uh, need to do for us and for the greater good. So to wrap all of this up, as I said in the intro, I want to say or share with you things that I cannot limit to a 15, 20 minute office visit or appointment, but I know it will enrich your life. Lastly, I will just say that I feel God has created the human body. I don't know as much about you guys, but about women, we're pretty cool and he's done some miraculous things. But I also feel that everyone has a purpose and my purpose is to be an instrument to give you peace and specifically peace in your body and your mind. I am active in my church and I'm actually the minister of health and wholeness. And that position has kind of helped me realize that helping people get well and not worry about, you know, their blood pressure and, you know, going to the doctor and maybe, you know, some people can't afford to go to the doctor and what can we do? Um, I really feel that God has led me to this place at this time. As we see the coronavirus, you know, devastating some communities, as we see what the high risk folks are. Now, age, you can't do anything about that. But because, you know, obesity and hypertension, again, guys, those things are preventable. And so my message is that God wants you well. He wants you well. And he wants you to not have to worry about those things. And your body has been designed to heal itself. And through 
uh, lifestyle changes and addressing those GYN issues that may be contributing. You know, we're, we're going to do this. Um, we're going we're gonna to get better. And so I look forward to connecting with you all. You can listen to the ending of the podcast where the medical disclaimer is as well. Um, but I really do want to stay connected and I want to have a way to hear from you what you want to hear about, what questions you have, what areas, you know, you want to learn more about. And everything I do is about relationship. And so, again, I don't know you and you don't know me, um, but I look forward to getting to know you. And together, I hope and pray that we can both live our best lives and have optimal health. Thank you for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. My prayer is that something said on this podcast will get you started on a path to your optimal health and wellness. The information, including opinions and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of a qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Although I'm a doctor, this does not replace the advice of your licensed physician or healthcare provider. So please seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional before making any changes to your healthcare regimen. And another thing, just by listening to this podcast doesn't make me your doctor. However, if you want to stay connected, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V. And go to my website at OfficeVisitsWithDrV.com. That's OfficeVisitsWithDrV.com. Let's follow up next time. Blessings.